This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated for mature audiences and may contain adult language, adult situations, and frank safety discussions. The names and certain details have been changed to protect the safe and the unsafe. But believe me, every item in here is true. That all-important paperwork today on Safety Wars. It's been said that today's worker can actually go from the start of their career to retirement without ever seeing a catastrophic incident or fatality in the workplace. This is a testament to people and systems being in place that have improved workplace safety over the last 50 years. But, as with most things, sometimes we solve one problem and other problems arise. One of the problems is complacency. Why do we need safety professionals when we never have safety problems? Worse yet, why do we need these systems and behaviors because no one has ever gotten hurt or we have not ever seen anyone get hurt? We do realize that one of the attributes of a psychopathic personality is that unless it happens to them and it's immediately, then it doesn't matter. This creeps into safety management. Recently, I had a situation come up with a relatively new safety professional. To his credit, he is credentialed, he has a degree in safety from a very well-known university, and he's only been in the business about nine years. This is the situation. I'm an owner's rep on a construction site. So, as part of my job, I have to ask for certain documentation. I got a whole bunch of pushback from this guy. I'm not giving you the documentation. Nothing ever happens for that situation. Some of the other excuses I hear from other people, right? and it's usually in front of an insurance person, regulator, or attorney, we haven't had an accident in years. When in reality, they haven't had a recorded accident or incident usually because it hasn't been reported. They don't actually track these things. You find out that they put the injuries and illnesses on the employee's insurance, which is also a felony in many states. We have a good safety program. We have a safety person. I know of a $1 billion company that uses this excuse. They have a huge total recordable incident rate and they blame the safety person whenever something goes wrong. What happens? They usually go through one safety person per year. The list goes on and on, right? On why we don't do documentation because we think nothing's going to happen and we're playing the risk versus reward card. We're planning on things not going wrong, but then when things go wrong, what happens? Hey, uh, what's the documentation? Where's the documentation for this? Where's the training on this? Where's this, where's that? It's one of the first things that accident investigators, insurance companies, and in some cases, very savvy law enforcement officials ask for. What do they ask for? They're asking for paperwork. Give to me your papers. Where are your papers? What do they ask for? Training records, safety plans, inspection records maybe your accident report especially if there's a major catastrophic accident they're gonna ask for an accident report assessments audits job safety analysis corporate safety plans you name it all these things that happen in the back office that are not very commonly uh, thought of by people until after an accident happens so let's get back to the original point just because an accident has never happened to you doesn't mean that 
you don't have to be prepared for an accident investigation. It doesn't mean that you don't have areas of improvement. It doesn't mean anything. You need the back office to take care of, what I call the back office, to take care of safety paperwork. Not only are those things important in the field where you're gonna be the sharp end of the stick, that's the most important thing. Don't get hurt is the most important, but don't forget about the back office. Now we're not only talking about the content of the paperwork. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The content is secondary to the point that you have it. Because if you have it, it's used as a leading indicator of a resilient and robust safety program. Maybe you're not doing, I'm not saying pencil whip things, but maybe you're not doing things really well, but the fact that you have a system in place that you can build on and improve and maybe delegate to someone else is a great thing for safety overall. What happens is, if there's a catastrophic injury, I mean, you can look at accident records and you can look at newspaper reports where there's people who actually have an accident, and what do they end up doing? They backdate training records, they backdate and fabricate records, all different types of stuff. And if, when they get caught, it could be a criminal act, especially if there is litigation involved. So what happened to our guy that gave me all this pushback? It turns out that he did produce paperwork that I needed. But the fact remains that he has the belief and his organization has the belief that none of this stuff matters. None of this matters. And as I pointed out to his management, this is not a road you want to go down. You need to learn from other people's mistakes. You have to learn from other people who have had catastrophic incidents. You have to believe those training classes that you've gone to. When they say, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Because I tell you what, if it ain't written down, if there isn't a record beyond your verbal, hey, we did this, you have no leg to stand on often with these regulatory agencies. I'll end with another story. Back when I first started doing training, I used to videotape, okay, we're talking 15 years ago, I used to videotape every training session that I had. And why is that? Back then, all of my clients, employees had the same mantra, for lack of a better word. We didn't know we weren't trained. We didn't know we weren't trained. When I did the Gulf oil spill, someone actually went the other way. They said they were trained in bomb disposal at my 40-hour Haswapper class for the Gulf oil spill. I got a phone call from a government official saying, were you teaching people how to dispose of bombs and things? I said, no, I did not. So all of this documentation is very important. So from then on out, what did I do? I had on all my 40-hour certificates, what specifically the... Uh, topics were that we went over. The other thing is this, with the videotaping all this stuff, we were actually audited and there were some other issues that came up through the years where people said they didn't have training and what do we have? I said, look, we had the sign-in sheets, we had the tests, we had the syllabus for the class and oh, look at this, we had a class picture and we also videotaped the class. So they can't say that they didn't know. One of my clients was involved in a multi-million dollar litigation uh, claim against them, uh, dealing with a very catastrophic injury. And lo and behold, the employee's family said that they never received any training, but they were able to back up with a simple 35 millimeter photograph 
of the training class that there was training and it happened to be dated and everything on the back. And there were some other things like invoices and everything that went along with that and certificates. They were able to minimize their uh, exposure there. And it turned out a little bit better for them than perhaps it would have uh, otherwise. So all this documentation stuff that goes on in the back office, let's not forget about it, all right? Again, be the tip of the spear, but you have to be on the other end also. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.